Hello and welcome to episode 841 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, August 13th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning for you. Good afternoon for me. Yeah, it is. It's baseball season, baby, and my teams have been on absolute fire this week. Well, that's good to hear. Oh, yeah. My main event team jumped 58 spots yesterday in the overall into the top 50. That's fantastic. Who's, yeah. who's, doing, who's doing the deed for you? I mean, Soto is just absolutely crushing it, but also got Arenado uh, on that team as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's been uh, – and then picked up Robbie Grossman, and, you know. He had a nice. little combo meal. Shout out to the 06010. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – my offense, which had been struggling, is really starting to get it going, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's been great. I mean, um, you know, we're having a good run too, Dusty and I, with ours. And it's been a lot of fun, obviously, trying to get into a groove here with baseball and and feeling like, you know, it is a a regular season going on. Um, But then, you know, you get smacked by Mm -hmm. St. Louis not playing again. And this is becoming a real big problem at this point. They uh, were supposed to have a doubleheader to make up from their Tiger stuff today. That's scrapped. That was scrapped earlier. But now tomorrow's game against the White Sox is scrapped. I heard they didn't have any more positive tests. So I, what? I don't get it. Like I don't There's understand. There's a coach who tested positive. Is the is the rumor? Do they need that guy? Like, I, I don't, don't I, know. I don't understand. Yeah, I think they're just afraid that other people will now test positive again. Go get a bunch of players from the minors. Then this is so stupid. Yeah, they need to do something because. Yeah, like we mentioned on Tuesday, like they've only played five games this season. Yeah, um, there's there's literally no chance for them to get to sixty now. No, no chance. They're they're not going to get to sixty. Uh, and the question is, at what point do they just cancel the Cardinals season? There was some chatter about it about the Marlins for a while there. I, I don't think they're going to do that. But you know what what's the cutoff that you can say? Well, if you have this many games, win percentage and all that, like. I don't know, but I thought the original cutoff was going to be 55 games, but I feel like they're going to. That's not even going to work. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've gotten we haven't gotten things uh, that any negative news uh, with regards to like another team, which is good. But. Heaven forbid another team have a breakout, then Mm -hmm. then we're really, really in big trouble at that point. Especially if it's another team like in the, the East or the Central where yeah. games already have – like a ton of games already have to be made up. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point, and that could absolutely make it uh, exponentially worse. So We're looking, you know, we're looking at you, Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, my God. Nah, never mind. I don't even want to address that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and and – Thankfully, nothing has come out of that with Cleveland, with uh, Clevenger and Plesak. So hopefully it was just, you know, isolated mistake by them. Didn't affect the team or anything and good to go going forward. Um, but, yeah, this St. Louis thing has become a real big problem. Now, there is a silver lining of a uh, shred of good news is the idea that once they're ready to go, Dylan Carlson is almost certainly going to be up with them. So that's good. But when do they get back to playing? I don't know. I mean, I think there's talk that they could still resume on Friday. Uh, and then that game was postponed. Or sorry, on Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, and, and then like do a doubleheader like on yeah. yeah on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, hopefully that's the case. I mean, we're starting to get to a weird point where, I mean, who is rosterable on the Cardinals yeah. at this point? You're Jeff uh, Flaherty's second round pick, man. Like. It's you and I were a little now. lower on him, and as I like wasn't. I just think. Oh, I, I, okay. I thought I thought you were there. Like I, I, I was a little, little off on him, um, as like a bona fide ace just off that second half. But this has nothing to do with that. This is all about. I need a guy out there pitching. Yeah, I would take him. I would take him with a 360 ERA right now. And what happens when he is out there pitching, and all of his starts are double headers that are cut off at seven innings? Yep. Yep. Uh, and that's another question for the team at large with regards to rostering them and how many innings they're losing with all the doubleheaders. And, you know, they've got some some veterans 
Does Paul Goldschmidt play the both ends of each of the of yeah. all of these, of these uh, guys won't. double headers? You know, and I, he's the most fantasy relevant. Um, Yachty's not back yet. Ed, and uh, pardon me. Uh, Tommy Edmund. Well, Tommy Edmund's twenty five. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you just meant. I thought you meant. Just yeah, like, I mean, he probably won't play the back, the uh, front side. Uh, Jesus, talking's hard. He probably won't play both games in every doubleheader because they're mm-hmm. gonna have so many. Like even a twenty five year old needs a break. But I'm focused more on like the the thirty pluses that are still rosterable. If you know Goldie, yeah. Molina when he comes back. I I don't think people are. I, it depends on your league type, but like Fowler and Carpenter. Colton Wong is almost Cole 30. Wong, you know, again, even the younger guys need a breather too, though. Mm-hmm. So they're going to lose some. I just worry that that like a Goldie is going to lose more than his share just because they don't want to run him ragged playing yeah. 42 games in six days. I mean, they, so, they can DH him. That helps. That absolutely which, helps. Which will help. You know, I'm more worried about the pitching side of things. Yes. I mean, the hitting side, definitely. But like the pitching side, like we said, with Flaherty. You know, if they're end up having to play, you know, 10 games, you know, or 11 games or something like that a week, he's still only pitching every five days, mm-hmm. which means he gets, what, six starts rest of the way? Like, that's going to be brutal. That's and then you move man. into the, like, closing situation. Let's say Gallegos is the guy now with I don't think there will be a guy with all this now. Exactly. Like, I, I mean, there's no guy. There's, there's no, no guy. guy. Like, and that's, that's brutal if you're trying to kind of grab saves here kind of in the home stretch. Austin Gomber's going to get a random save somewhere yeah. just because of the way things are going to, you know, it's, it's going to be stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a mess for the Cardinals. Let's get them back on the field. We'll, we'll figure it out a little bit more. Um, I guess, you know, you could maybe stash Dylan Carlson, but as excited as I am about him yeah. without knowing when they come back and everything, I don't even know like if I necessarily want to stash him in 10 and 12s right now, if I don't have, if I have a set roster spot that I can put them on and it's not harming me from making sure I have a full lineup every day and all that, then sure. If you have that luxury, good on you. If not, though, don't force it because there's yeah. other guys out there playing and playing well. I'm not going to blow a bunch of fab on him if he was dropped in one of my leagues or is available uh, this week. Uh, I'd much rather blow the fab on the next guy. The next guy, Alec Baum. I'm uh, going to come up and hit some bombs for Philly. The report is out that that he's on his way up, and uh, they need an infusion of offense. So I imagine that this is directly tied to, hey, nothing's going right offensively for us right now. Nothing's really going right for them in general, um, and they need they need a kick in the pants. And so uh, Bomb's going to get the call, and I believe I forget what the I, it couldn't have been qualified hitters because they haven't played enough games. But I think when I lowered the Threshold for uh, plate appearances, Scott Kingry was the worst in WRC plus, or certainly damn near the bottom, uh, whatever it was. He's at, he's at a minus 25. Is that good? I don't believe it is. Okay, okay. I appreciate that analysis. I needed that. He's hitting 100, 163, 100. Mm. Uh, you know, he's four for 40 with a couple walks, two runs, and a ribby. I mean, it's obviously easy cut at this point. Should have been cut a while ago. I definitely had some excitement for him coming into the season. Um, that has evaporated now. And mm-hmm. if, if, if it turns and it can pick him back up, sure. But I, no, NL only I would cut him at this point. I, I well, wouldn't even hesitate. Well, why, would, why would you hold him? I mean, there's no real reason. NL only is brutal right now. <laughs> I mean, you're in an NL only, so maybe yeah. I'm speaking out of turn yeah, there. No, I don't, um, I don't think i drop him in NL only just because it's it's can, so brutal. How quickly it's, can you pull up? your? Well, yours is 12, though, too. Most people don't play 12. So even, uh, even in 10s, it's got to be brutal right now because you have to remember, like we were just talking about, the Cardinals haven't well, one even team's been, been out. Yeah. Like, and, and another team had been out Was before out. that. Yep. Yep, and this team was out. The, uh, Kingery's mm-hmm. own team missed time yeah. because of the mess up of of the other squad. So that's a and fair K- point. And Maybe Kingery offers the multi positional eligibility, which is so vital. Yeah, in I'll, I'll, I'll peel back on that. You're right. You're right. Uh, NL only. That's a little bit too hasty. Um, it's a 133 BABIP. His strikeout rates actually come down a bit from 29 to 23 percent. It's a it's a brutal start. It isn't quite the whole thing that we like to say about guys that if Kingery went four for 40 in June, we wouldn't notice. I think we would notice a four for 40, mm-hmm. but 
if he had had like a good April and May, we would just say, relax, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. um, even though we would highlight it. So, okay, you're right. Not NL only, um, and then maybe 15 team, that's kind of your choice, but then 10 and 12, I think it's an easy peasy cut at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, but Alec Bohm coming up, what do you think as far as a bid? Um, you know, I, I would say it, it is a thousand budget, but nobody has anywhere near a thousand. So I think you should focus more on 500 as the budget. What would you put on on Bohm? Maybe 175 to 200. Okay, so you're you're putting a big boy bid out there to try to get him because he can come up and and tear the cover off the ball, right? I mean, he lives up yeah. to his name there with with yeah. I, I think called Bohm Alec Bohm. Um, he he's got power. He's got big time yeah. pop, 60 raw. Um, I think it's and I think it's more than that. I think it's, I think it's like 70 raw, 60 game already. There you uh, go. And I'll tell you, I mean, yeah, no, and I I was wrong on him when he came up in rookie, uh, you know, in rookie ball in, you know, after he'd been drafted uh, and then uh, uh, was in the low A, like he looked lost. He looked like, oh, my God. And I, I, you know, I moved him in leagues. I told other people to move him in leagues um, if people were still buying the pedigree. And I was wrong on him. He, He he's really made some good adjustments in the minors. Uh, and and kind of turn things around. I think he's going to walk, which is great as well. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think if you need power, this is a power source that is going to be rare. That's coming up from the miners here, rest of the way. So I think yeah, if if you if you need that power, if you need those RBI, RBIs, um, I think you got to go big. It's an alluring profile. I agree with you there, and I do think that you have to go big, particularly if you need an offensive infusion. He's one of these guys who could hit the ground running, and Alec Baum could could just be monstrous off rip uh, because he doesn't strike out a ton. Probably strike out a little bit more at the majors. You know, he's skipping AAA, but he's 22 years old. It's not like he's coming up uh, as a total baby. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued by this, and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of massive bids mm-hmm. come to the forefront uh, this weekend. Because you know, if he comes up, uh, is it today or tomorrow? Um, well, either way, you know, he'll be in the system. He'll have a few games. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid he do something big. Yeah. If he, if he has a home run, he's going to go for 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. GG at that point, if, uh, if he happens to hit the ground running immediately, because then the bids will go through the roof. So keep an eye on Alec Baum. If you need that pop, uh, you get your wallet out cause you're going to need it. Aaron judge didn't play Wednesday with uh, lower body tightness, I guess. Well, he got pulled out of the game. And it it was supposed to be no big deal. Yeah, and then didn't play. Uh, Today's a day off, so we'll we'll see if he's back in the lineup tomorrow hitting the IL. Here's hoping that it's just precautionary, but... But this is what I was talking about. A little nerve-wracking right after Stanton goes out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. You got your money's worth already. Exactly. So it's like... (laughs) Still already an L as far as fading him. He's been great. And we don't know yet that he's going on the IL. So, obviously, there's no action here. We're just bringing it up just to acknowledge that that it's in limbo a little bit right now with Judge. One thing I wanted to bring up. Um, yesterday, in his stead, Clint Frazier was called up. He raked. Uh, one of the big bids of the weekend, Mike Talkman, hasn't played – hasn't started, excuse me, since Stanton went out. He was playing more when Stanton and Judge were both fully health, healthy. What's going on? Uh, well, apparently Frazier had some sort of meeting with the manager and uh, and the general manager when they sent him down the last time. Mm-hmm. And they told him, hey, you're in the plans. Go down and do these things. And when you do come back, you're going to get playing time. And apparently they were true to their word. Uh, he started immediately. Went, mm-hmm. I think he went three for four. Um, but I'm just surprised that Talkman can't get in the lineup. Gardner's doing nothing, and uh, frankly, Aaron Hicks isn't doing a whole lot. He's got that. He's got the 14 walks, which is really doing the heavy lifting on his 800 OPS. His his OBP is 414 against a 386 slug for Hicks. And I know he plays good defense, but Talkman can play center, and he's capable. You know. I just think it's so bizarre that when Judge and Stan were fully healthy, uh, he got three starts in a row. Talkman did Friday, Saturday, or Friday, and then the both ends of the doubleheader on Saturday. And then since then, with Stanton out, he can't find the lineup. 
and has been all righties. So we can't even say like a lefty situation. Yeah, I think this is I don't think that's what it's going to be. I mean, especially if Judge comes back, it's just going to be a weird rotation that's going to infuriate. What was that? That doesn't make any sense. And I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Oh, okay. It make sense. I, I thought you meant what I was making no, sense. No, no, I'm saying what they're doing doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Uh, but they have this insane amount of depth uh, that they can play with. For Brett Gardner. Like that, and I, I get it. He has been a very good player for them for a long time. And he had a little rebirth last year. You know, he popped 28 homers, 115 WRC+. Plus. He's 36 years old. He's got an 84 WRC plus right now. He's striking out 35% of the time. I can't imagine how many bats he's breaking in the he's dugout. No longer a defensive player either. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I, I I guess it's just happenstance of like he was a big pickup, and then I'm noticing that he didn't play. And it, sound, it might sound like sour grapes. People are probably like, well, you just probably bought him. Actually, I missed out. Uh, he, I, I was outbid across the board. So this isn't even me just pouting about my own teams. I'm just surprised because I thought, well, hey, this is a great opportunity for him to get some burn. Uh, but right now, no such luck with Talkman. What about Frazier then? What, what about bids on him coming into this weekend? I think the bids are going to go higher than I'm willing to go. Are I, they going to be talk, talk mini? Yeah, I think so. I think people are going to drop triple digits on him. And I don't know that. And I mean, I think some leagues are going to drop way more than that. Uh I don't. I don't think I'm going to be willing to go that high. I'll, I'll put some kind of uh, keep you honest bids on them. Yep. yep. Uh, but I just don't trust the rotation there, uh, especially. I mean, obviously things could change if Judge hits the IL. I think things change a little bit for me. You know, where I might yes. get a little bit more aggressive. But that's just a little bit. And we only have like it's the smallest of small samples. We get what it's one game. Yeah. <laughs> so like. We don't want to like overrate like oh one game, uh, but we'll, at least we'll have yeah at least we'll have information on Saturday or Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. To, we'll if get a few play, more. If he's in the lineup all three of those days, then you start things start getting a little bit more interesting, especially if Judge hits the IL. Exactly, I agree with that with regards to Clint Frazier. Um, just taking a look at the main event bids for Talkman, he went lower than 121 in just one league. It was 91, and it tied another person. He won via tiebreaker. How bananas is that? that that's pretty impressive. But he ranged as high as 300, and a at least just eyeballing it, I would say just over half were 200 bucks for Talkman. And you're suggesting something similar for Frazier, particularly if he plays. Uh, all three of the next games or, you know, two of three and does damage. I agree with you. The number's going to, the number's going to go pretty high on Clint Frazier there. So, but just, just look what you're getting into. You're seeing it here with Talkman. This is what you could be getting into. Um, So just keep an eye on that. By the way, our buddy, Dusty Wagner in an online championship got Talkman for 15 Wow. I'll keep him on his bid, or not even, just like a token bid of like, mm-hmm. I don't really need him, but I'll throw a little something just in case. That's why you always do it just in case. Yeah. Now, it's 12 team, but 15 bucks, dude. Now, he's he's probably not even mad about this time. He's like, okay, you know, I'd rather he be playing, but I only lost 15 bucks on it. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, moving on here. I lost my sheet. Oh, there it is. Uh, Ozzy Albies is not coming back next week with his... Uh, wrist bruise situation that's not good and i'll pair that with the fact that acuna has already been ruled out through the weekend Mm -hmm. with wrist inflammation you know the braves they're they're fighting it man it seems like at at every turn something else is going wrong for them of course they you know they lost soroka for the entire year already um and and now they're just getting battered with with these injuries they're on a uh, three-game losing streak but they're still 11 and 9 they're still toting the best run differential in the NL East at plus 16. How do you feel about Ozzy Albies not uh, not coming back next week though with the wrist? Are you nervous I'm, about him longer term? I am. Yeah, I mean this is uh, this is something that we thought he might be able to just play through. He obviously wasn't able to do that. Now it's you know this is uh, extending. I'm not dropping yet unless I'm just in a really really awful spot uh, injury wise. But uh, I'm definitely concerned. This was, I mean, part of his appeal was he played every 
Like yeah. every day and just the top of the racks up yeah. numbers in a quality lineup. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I had some concerns about the bottom half of their lineup, I still had no issue rostering mm-hmm. any of the superstars uh, because I think that they were going to at least kind of be average. Yep. And, and the worst part about it is you didn't get anything good from Albies before this. Mm-hmm. He struggled and then went on the IL. So it's tough. I agree with you, though. You got to make you got to bend over backwards to keep him to this point. And. Uh, we'll see how it goes next week, but I, I, I can't imagine a scenario, probably because I can't recall everyone on the IL off the top of my head, but you'd have to have like a first and a second rounder taking up your two IL spots to where Albies would even be a consideration to move on from. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as Acuna goes with the wrist inflammation, which is different than the the, the bruise that, uh, that, that Albies is dealing with. Any concerns here? Obviously, there's no action for it, but he's out through the weekend. Do you have any concerns about uh, Acuna right now, or is this just a few games missed from your star, which is a bummer, but maybe not the end of the world? How do you, where do you come out on that? I'm pretty concerned. Okay. Because uh, I mean, of wrists in general? Wrists in general and just how much pain he apparently is in. Uh, and I would not be surprised to see him at the IL at some point this weekend. Again, nothing you can do. No, um, there's no action on that. Yeah, but that. yeah, that that's a huge bummer because more than likely you got him with your fir- one of your first two, you know, one of the first two picks in your draft, uh, or you spent a ton of him in an auction league. So no, first pick, there's no way it was second pick for Acuna. No, some uh, people were taking Yelich. Oh no, no, I thought I thought you were. Saying oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, the one or two. You spots. had like the first or second pick in a draft. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so obviously you you're expecting him to mm-hmm. just be a god for you and and now you're dealing with this no no you're, you're right on that and that's a huge bummer but you just got to eat it and right now and, and he's been amazing on the me? field it's been amazing on the field like like the power's been great oh uh, yeah uh, just you know and so it's a huge bummer to see him hit the IL if that's what's gonna happen but that's if, what it's like. If that happens, and it, it could be tracking that way, especially when they already rule him out for the weekend on Thursday for Acuna Jr. with wrist inflammation. Hopefully, the four days off gets him to where he needs to be. I think it actually be five days because it'd be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday there. And I don't know if they play Monday, which you almost hope they don't to get another extra day built in uh, for Acuna Jr. But sit tight right now, obviously, in leagues that, that allow half-week moves. Take him out, put somebody else in, and uh, and, and pray. And just hope. A um, couple IL moves here. Andrew Benintendi to the IL. He was playing terribly, so this is not too surprising. I'd been recommending him as a cut the last couple weeks, saying that you can absolutely move on if you have to. Now, if you can put him on the IL and you want to hold him, that's fine. But again, if your IL is is starting to fill up, you know, if you only got like two, three spots, you have Stant, you have Albies, and Verlander or something, it's easy to cut Benintendi. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't have any issues with that. Anything to add on Benintendi? No, just that the note that uh, we have on Fangraphs is that he's expected to be out longer than the, those 10 days. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, they, yeah, they already know right away that mm-hmm. it's not going to be just – So, that. I mean, this is – I mean, unless you have, like you said, an empty IL spot that you can just stash him, he, he's a pretty easy cut at this point. So, a bit of a lost season for Benintendi. We'll hope he gets mm-hmm. back on track next year. Uh, Sean Doolittle to the IL as well. And, you know, we, we talked about this closer situation throughout the offseason about how we really like Daniel Hudson. And if you were going to take Doolittle, you better get Hudson um, and maybe just take Hudson outright. He is the closer. It's his job. And Mm -hmm. this further seals it because not only is Doolittle on the IL, but he'd been struggling in his three appearances. It hasn't been good. Obviously an easy cut in all formats as well, right? Yeah. And I mean, this honestly feels a little bit like he was struggling so bad. They just want him to kind of go work on things. Yep. Take a breather. Uh, and so maybe he comes back and he's a an effective reliever, but I like you said, I think Hudson is the guy. And it's a knee issue, you know. And when you you don't have your lower half, it mm-hmm. can just really mess things up. For the Nats, at least they uh, did activate Will Harris in his stead, so a little bit of a trade there. I know it's a righty lefty thing, but uh, should help them at least keep the the a little bit of the depth in the bullpen. This was looking like it could be a strength for them. And, uh, you know, Hudson's pitched fine. Tanner Rainey's been great. Javi Guerra's been nice. So if Harris comes back and pitches well, it's still going to be a bit of a strength for them. And the Nats, Mm -hmm. you know, they're only six and eight. But um, I really think that there's still a a team that that is a big threat. 
yeah. um, even though it hasn't really gotten off to a, a, well, a great start for them. Especially with the Braves dealing with injuries, and exactly. I don't think anybody thinks the Marlins are completely legit. So I think that they're think still they're legit-ish. The, yeah, I think they're still the front runners to win yep. this division. Yeah, and Soto's back playing like an absolute god. Oh God, yeah, he is loving it. Uh, big news for us, a guy we a guy we love, Jorge Mateo, added to the taxi squad. We're one step closer. He's been dealing with COVID for a whole ass minute. So at this point, you know, as much as I want him up and playing, I just want his health to be in check. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm I'm hoping everything's good to go there. Um, but he's on the taxi squad now, so he's a step away. The 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 thing to be concerned with, I think, is I think Jake Cronenworth's pretty legit. And so at this point, it's I think it's Mateo versus Profar and who they want uh, to have more because both can play second outfield. Um, and so I think it's a matter of how much longer do they give Profar to to hit uh, a, a sweet sweet 173 before they call up our boy Mateo and let him run wild. Now I will say for Profar um in the leagues where he would be roster which i think would only really be nl only he does have two homers and two steals so around that god awful 173 he does have a little bit of contribution but uh, and he hit one of the home runs yesterday that's right that's right playing outfield i believe with cronenworth playing second um so what do you think about this scenario though with with mateo now is you're specking on him in any format yet or are you still just waiting <laughs> if i really need speed which i do in a number of leagues uh I might throw just a few bucks on him and throw him on my reserve list and just kind of wait and see if he's going to get some playing time. Could but, it be uh, Edward Oliveris getting the axe and, uh, you know, taking Mateo takes his spot and then fights with Profar for playing time? Could you see that? I mean, I guess. I mean, Oliveris, hasn't he? He's been pretty decent, especially against lefties. So, no, but Mateo hits lefties. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I get uh, it's so hard. Far as I, I don't, I don't want that to be the case. But I know you like Olivares as well. <laughs> I like Olivares as well. So. But I don't think it's gonna be Greg Garcia because he's a lefty, no options. He, he decent little hitter for them off the bench, and they don't want three righties who play infield outfield with France, uh, Mateo and Olivares. So I really think you're looking at Olivares, or they have to finally give up. Like completely give up on Profar. I think that those are the only two avenues really yeah, to get. Problem, on this yeah, team. that is they'd have to like send him out on waivers uh, yes. because he he does not have options. I mean, I guess Ty France could be the guy. Yeah, he has options, so it, it could be it could be that exchange too. Uh, France hitting all right though, you know. Um, Oliveras hitting worse than France, so I don't know. It's it's tough to say. It's really tough to say. Yeah, it might be Oliveris. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. Right now it's just Taxi Squad, so we'll see what happens with uh, with Mateo. But I agree with you. If you need speed, I'm thinking 15 team and uh, NL only if he's not being stashed. You can maybe go ahead and make the stash now in anticipation of him coming up because you don't want him to come up, steal two bases, and then have to pay 300 bucks for him. Yeah, for exactly. Uh, okay, let's talk about a few s- struggling hitters here. We did uh, rising hitters last time out, talking about like Sol- Donovan Solano, uh, the aforementioned Cronenworth, Jacoby Jones, a few others. Here's a group of guys I, I avoided like the first rounder type, like uh, Cody Bellinger. Like, who cares if we talk about that? He's struggling. What are you going to do? Nothing. You're playing him every day. If you bench Cody Bellinger, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, don't do that. That makes no sense. You deserve it when he hits a three homer game and it's on your bench. I, I, can't get behind anything like that. I'd say the same goes for like JD Martinez, who's who's only hitting 224 and kind of meandering a little bit. But these six guys, I think there's some discussion to be had. Well, well it's five guys and then one mega prospect who is literally striking out 50% of the time oh. after people spent stacks on him. But let's start with David Dahl, because I think if I told you that Colorado's 12 and six playing their asses off. Uh, and David Dahl has a 514 OPS, you'd be like, well, that's weird. Not necessarily that he's like the linchpin. It's not Story or Blackman or mm-hmm. Arenado. But if I told you they were 12 and 6 at this point, you'd say, well, the offense is clicking up and down the lineup. And those guys, plus Daniel Murphy, plus David Dahl, are probably raking. He's been terrible. 203, 253, 261, doesn't have a homer, has one steal. Are you cutting David Dahl in mixed leagues right now? 
Who I don't know that I would necessarily want to cut him unless we get some sort of news that there's some injury going on, which there usually is with David Dahl. Isn't, isn't there always? Yeah. But I don't I don't mean to make light of it. He's had he's been snake bitten, and so. Oh yeah, um, it's been awful stuff. It's been I mean, unfair, man. Like yeah. it's something pops. I mean, stuff that's like not baseball related when he was mm-hmm. in the minors, if I Didn't recall correctly. Didn't he have correctly. like appendicitis at one point? Yeah, like yeah, I mean, yeah. weird weird stuff. So uh, again, yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not Herpes poking really, fun. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was avoiding him coming into the year anyways, just because uh, of his injury history. And yeah, his, I, I wasn't, his, sorry, I didn't mean to steamroll. I yeah. wasn't outright fading, but he never landed on my plans. It was easy. Mm-hmm. I had other guys. I don't think as long as he's healthy, this will continue. One, I mean, you always get a boost from Colorado. But two, like he's doing a lot of the same things that he was doing when he was healthy and rolling last year. Like he's actually making really good or better better zone contact than last year. I mean, he's always a guy who swings outside of the zone. So, you know, that's part of the problem. But I just don't think that I think he's going to figure it out um, as long as you bench him then. Yeah, I think you put him on on your reserve list and try to wait for him to get it going. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not straight cutting David Dahl unless I'm in just a really rough roster spot. I mean, if you're in a really rough roster spot, anybody is cuttable at this point. Exactly. Yeah. And that, so we won't make that caveat for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're talking more that you're kind of just a run of the mill. You have, you have standard issues that everybody has. Um, they have Texas at home this weekend. Then they do the two and two with Houston, two home, two away, and then a trip to the Dodgers. So next weekend might next week might be the best time. If he doesn't turn it up this weekend at with Texas coming in, mm-hmm. then it next week might be a good time to bench him because it's it's five on the road. And the two home games are against Houston, which uh, it's Framber Valdez and Christian Javier, who are like they're not bad, but they're not scary either. So it might be the time to bench Dahl and just it's a bummer that it's a seven game week that you would be doing it, but three against the Dodgers is really tough. Mm-hmm. And then Granky is part of the Houston ones and it's at Houston against Granky. So uh, yeah, I think that's the right, that's the right outlook there. Don't cut him, hold on and uh, just bench him a little bit. All right. Alberto Mondesi. And let's just loop these two together and, and talk about Jonathan VR as well, because I know mm-hmm. people that would skip Mondesi for VR. Neither is performing. You've got uh, Mondesi hitting 236. Does have four stolen bases. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no homers. And then VR hitting 224, three SBs, but only one homer. At least both are contributing steals. But where are you at on Mondesi and VR right now? Oh, I mean, again, I don't think these are guys that you necessarily want to cut. Um, I'll go so far as to say you can't even bench him. I think you just got to eat it. Yeah, more than likely. Because mm-hmm. you got him for the speed, and they are still delivering that. Mm-hmm. I did want to bring them up, though, just because this is the volatile, volatile nature of them. VR's done this to us before, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the At least VR year. is still walking. Like, that's yes. like Mondesi is, you know, he's got... <laughs> It's 267 on base percentage. 31% K, 3% walk for Mondesi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer. But, I mean, this is also – we talked about this, especially with Mondesi coming you know, into drafts where people were pushed – you know, in some leagues you saw him go in the first round. Some leagues you saw him drop outside the top 30, top 40. Uh, you know, but this is the volatility that he can bring. When a guy does not get on base – at even a respectable clip. Uh, no, never has either. Yeah, you can't tap in. You can't always tap into the tools. When he's going well, he's going great. Um, and we saw what he did last year, even with a sub 300 on base percentage. But, I mean, this is exactly what can happen if you... I mean, he's also been caught three times. Which, I, was just about to, I was just about to bring that up. Four for seven. And this isn't something that I keyed in on um, coming into the year that I'm, I'm thinking about now. I wonder if the short season should have pushed him down because you need the volume insofar as you can get it. He only played 443 plate appearances last year. But I think you need the volume to catch the ebbs and flows to get to your bottom line there. Now, he could have gotten out hot and it could have gone the right way for him. But generally speaking, we wouldn't expect that because to this point, 
1,018 plate appearances into Mondesi's career. He's been a bad hitter, legitimately mm-hmm. bad. 248, 284, 08. That's horrid. But 26 homers and 93 steals keeps him very fantasy relevant. And I don't know, man. It, he was he was always a tough sell for me. And um, I, I'm glad I didn't get him anywhere. But I don't even know if you can bench him right now. I don't I, think I, you can. I mean, I think you have to just take those steals that you're getting and that's hope your that, main speed source if yep. you drafted him. Like you were drafting him thinking he was going to get you at least double digit stolen bases and and probably a whole bunch couple more homers. and a couple yeah. of homers to go with it. Yeah, and only two guys have more steals than him: Tatis and Fam. So mm-hmm. you know the four is right there and the three for VR uh, moving batted, over to him. You batted eighth yesterday, and that was the thing. I keyed in on that uh, in an article last week about how he'd been moving down the lineup. And uh, credit where it's due, Matheny making smart moves uh, with the closer situation, the way he man- managed that until Rosenthal seems to have emerged here, and mm-hmm. the lineup moves moving Soler up to second and Mondesi down to eight. Like Mike Matheny, my guy. Uh, Good job, buddy. I'm I'm proud of you because I that, thought that, that feels icky. I understand, but I thought like every move he made in in St. Louis, they succeeded in spite of him. Mm-hmm. And here he is making some sharp moves in in KC. So you know you got to give credit where it's due, and uh, that's absolutely the right move because he's he's exactly the guy you would expect to keep batting Mondesi mm-hmm. in the upper third because he's the speedy, cliched, old school leadoff hitter. Yeah. So uh, congrats on, you know, evolving the thinking. I'm not being sarcastic either, like legitimately good moves there. Um, but so same goes for VR, I assume, right? You said he's even better walking a bit more. He's got 30, 30 point higher or about 20, 25 points higher. OBP, uh, Homer and three steals. But he was a main speed source for you. So you just got to ride it out, right? Yeah, I think so. I think. And that's unfortunate. I mean, at least he... I mean, he batted six yesterday, but he's mostly been batting fifth uh, or fourth in the lineup this year. So I, I think you just kind of hold on with both these guys, and they, they are your main speed sources. So it'd be How's really Malik hard. Smith doing, by the way? Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> he's hitting 146. <laughs> and, now, I mean, now he's really riding the bench. Um, yeah. You know? Dylan well, they've Moore. had these guys pop up, yeah, like yeah. Dylan Moore and uh, uh, Kyle Lewis is making sure. You know, I think he was always going to be a full timer, but he's obviously never coming out of the lineup. Um, who, who else am I thinking of? Um, um, oh, geez, there's another guy who was doing a little something. Oh, Tim Lopes uh, again, not great or anything, but he has like a seven something OPS. He's stealing some time from uh, from Malik's as well. So yeah, it's it's, it's bad news bears over there. But uh, yeah, it's a tough scene with Mondesi and VR. Not a lot of action to be done, though. I think I wouldn't even bench them, though, because they're the guys that get those multi-steal games. And if you benched them and and they stole three bases in a game, mm-hmm. you'd be kicking yourself so much. Tim and Lopes he, is an interesting guy in deeper formats, though. Uh, I mean, he, he is kind of filling that Malik Smith role of batting at the bottom of the lineup. But he's got two stolen bases in his last four games, uh, four on the year. Yeah, and and Dylan Moore, we saw what he became. He's he's got four and four, four homers, four steals, and uh, Seattle's running. Mm-hmm. If you see a guy with a, and that's why we want Mateo up so much because San Diego and Seattle are running wild. Yeah. Um, and and that's why you know anybody with speed in those two organizations right now, if they get some playing time, you got to give them a shot. Uh, except for Malik Smith. Oh, never Malik Smith. Shouts to well, also the Rangers, which we knew would happen, but like Derek Dietrich, first game up, got a stolen base. Love to see it. Kiner Falefa, man. Mm-hmm. I, I soft pedaled him too much. I brought him up and then I soft pedaled it too much. I was like, you know, non catching catcher can run a little bit, but what's he going to get? Like four or five steals? He already has four and he's hitting 321. Three, I should have yeah, pushed harder with that, but uh, at least we put him on your radar a little bit. So if anybody picked up that tip, uh, I, 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 I hope I hope. OK, good. I'm glad somebody benefited from talking about it, but I, I felt well, bad that I like 14 percent of the time. Like, pardon he's, me. It's only striking out 14 percent of the oh, time. Dude, like, he makes he makes a lot of contact. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm only bummed that I kind of said, yeah, two catchers, soft pedal a little. I, I kind of waffled after I brought it up. I wish I had just gone full bore and said, kind of like he's your C2. Um, but at least the Austin Nola one that I bang the drum on that that's worked out he got catcher eligibility quicker mm-hmm. than expected and he's been good but we're talking about struggling hitters next up is josh bell 
Um, and he was an interesting one for me. I was really torn on him and never got him this year. And don't say that to brag or anything. I'm not like, I never got him. I made, oh, I made all the perfect moves. No, it's just other first basemen that I liked. And I usually had Matt Olson anyway, who has a bunch of homers, but he's hitting like 140. So um, it's not like I'm, you know, scot free over here, but he's a 213 with a 31% strikeout, 5% walk, and just a couple of homers. Where do you stand on Josh Bell right now? Uh, I put him on my my bench this week. Uh, I mean, they're, I think they were supposed to play the Cardinals, weren't they? So yeah. It was a fairly easy decision there. Um, and I think I'm probably, even though they've got a series here uh, coming up with, with Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to double-check the pitchers for this weekend, but likely going to be on my bench as well, uh, unless I'm really desperate. Uh, I don't want to drop him necessarily, but I think he's starting to get into that point where if he doesn't turn around quick, he's going to be a drop. I think so too, which I didn't think we would be saying coming into the Mm -hmm. season, but it's been rough right now for Josh Bell. And I think that is a consideration. I think it is bench right now for at least another week, but then you might have to make that really hard decision. Yeah. Uh, What about Vlad Jr.? Speaking of guys that uh, I've been recommending as potential drops in, in the piece that I do about picking up guys and, and dropping some, I put him at third base at both that you could cut him. I, you know, it's, it's hitters available under 40% and cuttable at 60 plus percent. It's not saying to outright go do it, no holds barred. It's saying that if your situation lines up, I think in a redraft league, Vlad Jr. is possibly cuttable. Now, he did hit a homer yesterday when everybody did. That game was mm-hmm. insane. Oh, it uh, seems like Buffalo is going to be insane. Oh, I know. I know. But where do you stand on on Vlad Jr. now after the disappointing year last year where he was just like, meh, like he was fine. He was above average, but he didn't hit. He didn't tear the cover off the ball like we thought. This year he's hitting 237 with a couple homers. Where, where are we at? Mm, I don't know that he is droppable quite yet in most formats, but I also am not going to blame people if they do. It, he hits so much on the ground. Like it just, I know. Like and and the hard part is, I just don't know. Like he's one of those guys that I think if he does some things in the off season, then he could just really burst out next year. I just don't doesn't feel like it's going to happen this year. And I don't know that there's enough time that players want to be going and messing with their mechanics right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Let me pull it up real quick. I think it's a 65%, 63% ground ball rate. Yeah. I mean, he's making contact. Like, he's making a ton of zone contact, making mm-hmm. good not, contact. Not striking out. You know, that's positive. Can I tell you how much I love the fact that we got StatCast stuff on FanCast? Yes, by the way. I was going to get to that at the very end there. But we now have StatCast data on the page. You don't have to have 10 tabs up. Listen, keep using Baseball Savant for different things. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not here to be like we're the only site for every single thing possible. I, I use BREF for some things too. Um, I like all those sites. Obviously, we're company men though. Mm-hmm. And now – you don't have to go elsewhere for the for the uh, barrels and yeah. hard hit rate and and uh, exit velocity stuff. We've got so much on the site. So uh, that that is now on player pages and leaderboards. So I mean, he's hitting the ball hard. He's you know got you know his exit velocities up. It's just a matter of that launch angle changing uh, and stop hitting the balls on the ground. So I think. One, I mean, I think he, you know, his BABIP has been pretty unlucky at this point, especially with how hard he's hitting the ball and how much contact he's making. I think the batting average will come up. Do we see, like, the power explosion necessarily in terms of home runs? I don't, but I think he's going to rebound from just a straight overall production standpoint, uh, and therefore I would not drop him, or if somebody does, I would go pick him up, uh, you know, especially... You know, we saw what uh, Buffalo is going to look like in terms yeah, of uh, their game. Yeah, so I, I think I think you got to hold him, and I think if you can buy low on him, I would in trading leagues. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I'm not I'm not averse to that. And again, let me be clear: that article is never saying go cut this guy immediately. He's the worst player ever. It, it's just saying. If things play out for you to where you need a cut, 
and you keep coming back to Vlad, I can see it in mm-hmm. 10 and 12 team leagues right now. Um, because especially if your average is off the charts, if you're, if you're one of the few teams that actually has good batting average, cause seemingly nobody does. Uh, but if you happen to be the, the, you got Blackman and like two others who are hitting well. So your average is a uh, hundred points clear of second place. That would make it easier because that's the main reason that you would have Vlad jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Don't, don't go looking to cut, like, don't be trying to cut him. You need to be backed into that corner. And that's where I would, I would allow for it uh, or, or see it as a viable opportunity. I don't allow for anything. You guys can do whatever the hell you want with your team. <laughs> Send me your cuts this week and I will determine whether you can make them or not. <laughs> and then the last guy, Joe Adele, he's the one striking out 50% of the time right now. He's so very clearly not ready at this point. And I know it's a tiny sample, but when you're striking out like that and he didn't exactly go ham at AAA last year. In fact, quite the opposite. He had a 67 WRC plus. Am I out of bounds to say that he's just clearly not ready? I don't know that it's, it's I don't think you're out of bounds, but I think people who are like, well, why isn't Adele up? This is a service time. Like, I don't think it was all service time issues. Uh, and there were plenty of people who were very smart uh, in terms of prospects uh, that said, like, listen, he could really struggle with that hit tool. Like, he's got he's got power. We know that. Like, and it's in-game power, too. He's got speed. Um, but he's not a great defender. And the hit tool, while I think it will get to a point where he is hitting for a decent average and then able to tap into that power and that speed, uh, it's not quite there yet. Um, yeah. And that is uh, a bummer for people who uh, drafted him uh, in leagues. And I am one of those people who drafted him in leagues or, or spent a ton of fab on him. I luckily missed out. Uh, that being said, like, I don't know that the Angels are. I think the Angels will still give him run for a little bit. At the very worst, he might start to sit a day or two here because he, he came up, got a full time job, Adele mm-hmm. did. Which I think is the right move. You certainly don't want to have him giving disjointed playing time. Um, you want to let him work through it. I mean, it, it's 11 strikeouts and 22 at bats, like or 22 mm-hmm. play. Well, same thing. He doesn't have a walk. Um, so it is still a tiny sample on the whole. It's just a very ugly one thus far. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, he gets it. He should get the rest of this week and another week after that of at least full time burn. But then. You start to say, okay, now Goodwin's in for you. Now Jay up, Jay up and Goodwin are starting today, and you're getting a breather. You start to see where, the, if nothing turns, you start to do that, and then if nothing turns from there, I think we could see Joe Adele get sent back down at some point soon. Yeah, and I mean, hope. I mean, he's also got to figure out the defensive end. <laughs> do you know what his WRC plus is? I know. Pluses? I know. Uh, um, I can't even fathom. It's a negative two. Hey, he's looking at Scott Kingery like, bro, I'm way better than you, dog. <laughs> oh my God, that's uh, that's that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he can't think, figure out things defensively too, and I mean, the jokes aside about the Nick Solak not a home run, mm. um, but like it, if he can't contribute on the offensive side and then is a negative on the defensive side, that's really tough. That's going to be a problem, especially a team that I think fancied themselves contenders. I mean, now they're six games out of the division. Uh, and I mean, there's what a third of the season is gone. Yeah. I mean that they're not that far behind Texas though, for that second spot, but they also have the Astros in between, in them between them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the Astros, yeah. For their struggles, they're not going anywhere, though. They still have a lot of talent, and they're not just going to fold fold up shop. And I can't um, imagine they're going to challenge for one of those wild card spots either. I don't think so. Like, I think it's second or, or nothing. Second in the division which or nothing. Which means nothing. Because, I mean, we all – I think even they expect the Astros. So, I mean, maybe this is – I could see the Rangers, man. Or, you know, maybe it's the Rangers, but it's not the Angels. So maybe this is – you know, they go, you know – Otani got hurt. Uh, you know, we're, our pitching hasn't come together necessarily the way we want. Except the offense, Bundy. yeah, except for Bundy. Um, maybe this is, you know, this is just kind of a let's see what happens with Adele and and see if we think he's ready for a full time role next season. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So maybe maybe he isn't close to being sent out for that exact reason. Maybe they just are more honest with where they're at and they say, you know what, full bore, you're going to be playing. Maybe it's great if he sucks because then he will be just dirt cheap, dirt next, cheap. <laughs> next year and I will have him on like 14 teams. I could see it. But then I could also see Buxton-esque where he's oh, not as cheap as he should be because – the uh, hype machine goes to work or maybe he has like a good final week or something. And we all zero in on that and a bunch of dipshits like hands. us. Yeah. Yeah. We write articles about how, you know, it was really bad overall, but that last week he hit two homers with four steals and, and if, was if really starting to come that around. Up, that's like a month. Yeah. You know, someone's going to write, write that in an article, right? Someone's going to have like, hottest 10 days to end the season they go you know if you prorate that out to 162 games that'd be like finishing hot for six weeks you know (laughs) if anybody does that i'll be in the comment section of that article saying i don't think so tim (laughs) cannot do that all right justin well that's gonna wrap us up for today um got baseball weekend a little bit of a light slate today so if you you listen to this on thursday when it comes out Enjoy the day a little bit. Hang out with your significant other. Chill with your kids if that's if you have cool kids. I don't know what people with kids do. Uh, play with your dog. Get away for a day because then the fire hose turns right back on on Friday. Um, I think that's what I'll be doing. I'll probably be just chilling, streaming a little bit, not have to worry about a huge slate because most of it's in the day too. So if you listen to this in the evening, there's only one evening game anyway. A little bit of a breather here. Uh, because it does feel like a fire hose has been turned on since the season started. Even with the fits and starts for some of these teams like the Marlins and the Cardinals, it just seems like it's nonstop right now. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice to actually get a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a lighter day. So, Justin, I hope you have a great weekend. By the way, uh, how are you feeling? We know you're COVID-free, but are you feeling fully better yet? Yeah, I'm finally feeling better. So, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's been a, a rough what like i don't know six seven days but yeah about a week plus yeah yeah so uh but yeah no definitely starting to feel better feel like my kind of normal self where like i actually have energy and and all that and and the rest of the family is healthy which is good so uh yeah uh you know back to the grindstone gonna uh i gotta talk to jason because i know he said he's probably having a root canal so yeah, I don't, that, does I don't, not, that does not seem fun. I just dropped a, a die. Don't ask why there's a die on my table. But there is, okay? So deal with it. And I dropped it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's going to be the end of the show, Justin. Have a great weekend. And uh, if you get in touch with Jason this weekend, have a good show with him. If not, I'll grab a guest. So uh, there, there will be some content this weekend on the pod. Excellent. Peace. <laughs>